Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, A Quick Shot of Romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to A Quick Shot of Romance, Buzzing About Romance, Quick Shot of Romance. Um, This is Becky, and with me for this episode is my co-player, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. Um, It's been a minute since you and I have done a quick shot of romance together. It has been a minute. We've been using our contributors like hotcakes lately. Yeah. And sometimes we just need to mix it up a little bit. We do. Um, so on this quick shot of romance, we are reviewing two. Okay. So for the next two quick shots, we are reviewing our top reads of mm-hmm. 2021. Yes, we are. Which and this they, is these two were like gangbusters top reads. Right. This is my absolute top read. Um, this is my all time favorite of the year. It is, and it is not going to come as a surprise to anybody. <laughs> no, it's um, not. And if you listened to our episode that dropped on December the twenty sixth, you will already know which books are going to be our quick shots romance. Yes. Um, so this time we are reviewing every time i fall by mm-hmm. lexi ryan this is book three in the orchard valley series orchid orchid valley orchard orchid, orchid. holy i don't know why you always call it orchard it is orchid because valley. the orchard is the spa that oh. they work at okay but it's orchid valley i think it's name of the spa holy crap um Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm going to get it wrong. So it'll be fine. Anyway, it's just me. so you know, she knows it's or- Orchid. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, anyway, so the synopsis from Goodreads, <clears throat> New York Times bestselling author Lexi Ryan brings you every time a I fall, a sexy standalone romance about a woman learning to love herself and the guy who's loved her all along. He's my brother's He's my brother's best friend, the hot guy with the heart of gold I've never let myself want. Guys like Dean don't go for girls like me. Curvy, thick, a big girl, whatever label you put on me, I know who I am and what it means, and that's fine. I'm content to be Dean's buddy and nothing more. Or so I thought. When Dean finds out about my bedroom issues and decides to help me fix them, everything changes. He's, excuse me. He swears there's no such thing as bad in bed and pleasure is all about chemistry. I'm not convinced, but he intends to prove it with his mouth, with his body, with his dirty texts and whispered promises. I know from the first kiss that I'm going to fall hard, that this can't last and the end might break me. But for these days with Dean, all the hurt might be worth it. So this released April 13th of 2021. Uh, tropes for this are friends to lovers, siblings, best friend, real bodied heroine, slow burn, and bedroom help. Because mm-hmm. that is becoming a more popular trope. It really is. Um, we recently have read a couple where that it's, you know. It's like a dating coach type of thing. Yeah, like dating a coach, coach kind of thing. Um, put out percentage is 47% in this book. Was it that late? think so i think that's what i wrote down so we i initially read this i've done a reread of this this week mm-hmm. i we initially read this back in april and prep for a happy hour so <clears throat> i did some word searching just to make sure i had it right so mm, i have to do it too um okay so this is book three of the orchid valley series but it stands well on its own mm-hmm. 
Um, but I'm going to be honest with you. This is a story with characters that will frustrate you from beginning until the very end. Well, but one thing about it is it is not just one or the other that frustrates you. They will both frustrate you at different times. Because honestly, when the book opens, you want to dick punch Dean for some of the stuff that he's doing again. Yeah. And then halfway through, you want to dick punch him all over again. Because he kind of backslides. And then Abby needs her boobs punched for being stupid about stuff. Yes. And then she who will not be named again just needs punched because she shows up again. She is one of the crappiest characters of romance this year. She is. We should have made a list. Um, goals for next year. Goals for next year. Um, so a theme in this story is the complication of having feelings for one another for a long time, but not ever acting on it. Like mm-hmm. you have feelings, he has feelings, but nobody ever acts on it. Nobody says anything. And this is where friends to lovers pisses me off. Well, but one thing I do like about this one is it's not that unrequited love where they, they pine and wait. They both kind of pine, but they're still actively like dating other people. Like Abby did not save her virginity for Dean. Like she's been out and doing her thing. And he clearly has been out and doing his thing with stupid people. But that's, I always dislike when there's that I've loved you forever and I've, I've waited for you type of yeah. thing. And I, I don't like when that is a main trope of a story. Like it makes sense sometimes, but in this situation, it would not have made sense. And I'm happy that Lexi did not do it that way. One of the things about Lexi Ryan's books that I love, and we've talked about a couple this year, um, her characters are real and flawed. Mm-hmm. There is no perfect character in any of her books. Even yeah. her good guys kind of Make, mess up. Oh, yeah. Like some of the characters that you absolutely love in their book, like make some really stupid choices in other books or they make really stupid choices in their own book too. They make but, them in their own book. Right. But I'm. But we'll see it like every once in a while, like you'll see a character that you adored in their book. But then like six books later, you're like, you're such a dumbass. And yeah. you know who I'm talking about. I do. And he was my previous favorite one of her brothers. Mm-hmm. And we actually talked about that with her on her on our episode in November when she came on to talk about fi- writing family romances. Mm-hmm. And so if you would like to know who we're talking about, you should go back and listen to that episode. It's a very good episode. It's a very good episode. Okay, so let's talk about Dean. Mm-hmm. So in we the have start met of the, Dean. But he's still a bit one. of an unknown. He is in the sense where, like, you know, the surface of Dean. Like he's very surface in the first couple of books. And you don't always get that in Lexi's books. Like sometimes like you get like that fleshed out character, like through the relationship with the other books, but like, he's, he's kind of lost. And so like, he keeps a lot of things surface. He is somewhat a lost soul. Like he feels untethered at loose ends. His best friend is married now or is in a very committed relationship with his sister Mm -hmm. and them getting together was a little bit of a shock to his system. He wasn't thrilled with it. But on the other hand, he is actively sleeping with his best friend's ex-wife. 
Again. Again. And she is not a good person. Amy she's, is the she's worst. toxic. She's so toxic. And like, but the thing with Dean is like, he knows that he's making these boneheaded decisions and boneheaded choices by saying yes, but he just can't, like, he just can't get out of this downward spiral of chaos when it comes to her. He just, he is, he constantly makes the same mistakes and bad choices over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at some point, you know, he's in this repetitive circle of, you know, going to Amy and then, no, I'm done. I'm, I'm moving on from that. And then he's back. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm moving on. And good gravy. Somebody just needs to hit him in the face. Well, but like she... I think part of it though is like he's looking for the specific thing and he feels these feelings for Abby, but he doesn't feel like he's a good bet for her. Yeah. Or like he just he just doesn't think he's good enough for her. Like it's all internal. And so like he feels like he deserves this like spiral of chaos that like and Amy yeah. like promises him things and he's like, I deserve this. This is the type of person that I deserve to be with because I am not here i'm yeah here he feels like he's made some choices in his life that he can't live up to what he thinks abby deserves he doesn't think he belongs in you know a loving committed relationship even though he it is one of his deepest desires Mm -hmm. he wants what his best friend casey has he wants those things Mm -hmm. like he he wants the family like he he's always been wanting that but he He thinks that his past defines his future. Yeah. Now, we've given you his sob story, but I do need to tell you, one, he's freaking hot. Two, he has a dirty, dirty, dirty mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, He is also super sexy and confident when he's with the right person. Mm -hmm. And that is something that Lexi Ryan gives us in her books quite often, actually, is when you're with the person you're supposed to be with, there is this new level of confidence and assurance and sexiness, um, which I think is relates to real life. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's because like she truly brings out the best in him and he is like, huh, maybe, maybe this is like what I should have gone for like years ago. Yeah. But on that Let's same talk Abby. note, Let's talk Abby. So Abby is a real bodied woman who she has normal insecurities because she's a female, but she's, but one thing I like about Abby is she's confident in a lot of ways because like, she is not afraid to stand up for herself most of the time. But again, she's a woman, like what woman is confident to stand up for themselves every second of the day. And so a couple things about Abby, she is the cook baker at her friend's luxury spa in their small town. Mm -hmm. It isn't what she wants to do, but it was a job in a field that she enjoys and loves. She really wants to own her own bakery. She wants to Mm -hmm. have her own little small coffee shop and bakery. It just hasn't worked out. So she bakes and cooks at the resort at the spa. But she doesn't know how to tell her friends that she wants more. She needs something different, that she's not happy. Um, Well, and the thing, 
the frustrated me with that is like, she thought her friends would be disappointed in the fact that she wanted to do something different, but they are not those types of people. Like they are the most loving and supportive, like ride or dies, like you could find, but she has this fear that if she strives for more, it's not going to be good. It's not going to work. Well, and one of the, one of the first times that you kind of change your feelings about Dean Mm -hmm. Um, this is a quote from the book. He says to Abby, you're not thin and you're fucking beautiful. Not, but not Mm -hmm. despite both are true. And that's something that he does really well Mm -hmm. in this story is he doesn't, he doesn't ignore it. He doesn't ignore who she is or her body image issues, but he never, it's not um her size is not who she is right and it doesn't come off as a fetish like Mm -hmm. he you know is a chubby chaser or something like that it's a genuine like of who she is he loves her body he loves her boobs i mean oh he raves about them he i mean it's and i think that abby can be one of those characters that um some readers are going to find her to be a little one-dimensional as just kind of, like you said, she's a woman who's a little weak-minded, doesn't always stand up for herself. Um, and even hates sometimes that she's overweight. However, it's not a matter of, she loves her body. Mm-hmm. She knows what her body can do. She knows where her boundaries are. She is comfortable in her skin. Mm-hmm. Well, and she even talks like, she's like, I, I work out, I do this, I do this, I do this. This is who I am. Like I have this shape, but I, I do what I, I want to But stay. I think she's also, you know, as many women who are heavier and on the larger side is very aware of how the world mm-hmm. perceives them. And that no matter how confident you are in your body, And in who you are, perceptions from others are still going to play into your brain. Mm -hmm. And Abby allows other people in her world, aka Amy, the piece of crap, Mm -hmm. to play into her insecurities. And I don't care if you are stick thin, you have insecurities. You know, if you are an average sized woman with small boobs, you have insecurities. And so, you know, I think that Abby isn't weak-minded because she has insecurities. And I just feel like people need to remember that insecurities are not exclusive to people who are plus size. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think part of Abby's issue, like not issues, but like her fears and the fact that she doesn't like actively pursue Dean is because of Amy in a lot of sense, because Amy had been around for a while and she was a piece of shit to Abby. She like was. anytime she sees her, like she's a piece of shit to Abby. Like she treats her like she's a, a bug on the floor. And I think that's a big part of it because she sees like, this is the type of person that he's been with. And, but part of it is the fact that she's just such a mean person. And Abby's yeah. like, I am not that. Well, and to explain this, and we didn't say this while Amy is Dean's best friend's ex-wife. Dean's best friend is Abby's brother. Mm -hmm. So Amy is her ex-sister-in-law. 
And yes. Amy has an ugly soul. Ugly. So ugly. Um, so I think one of the things we have to talk about in this story is the slow evolution of their trust in each other. Mm-hmm. And once they sl- they start to trust each other and realize that it's not just bedroom help, no. that they just fit. Mm-hmm. That the love they share, who they are as people, is supposed to be together. Yeah. Well, and I think I think with these two, yes, I know friends the lovers like grates on you sometimes, but these two, I think if they didn't have that foundation of being friends for so long, it would have played out differently because they did like Dean understood and knew Abby's insecurities and Abby knew and understood Dean's insecurities, whether or not most people around them did, but like they saw a part of each other that not a lot of people did. And I think that was a huge basis for the way that the story played out is they truly saw the other person. Like, So, and for me, one of the things that makes this my top read, one of my top reads for 2021 is this is a story that shows tremendous character growth. So we're talking a 330 page book Mm -hmm. and Lexi Ryan is able to give us this evolution of Dean and this kind of shining rebirth of Abby in that many pages. Mm-hmm. And these are characters that are not the same as what you started the book with. And that's phenomenal. That is a mm-hmm. phenomenal example of what a character driven story should read like with a plot and side characters that add enough to the story that keep you engaged and it just isn't character driven. Well, and I think the one thing too is fundamentally they did not change like their personalities, like their personas did not change. Like they just grew into grew. Like there was no, like fundamentally they don't change. And I feel like some authors, that's why stuff doesn't always work for them because the character themselves change and not for the better. Like they say they have a certain mindset about a, a certain thing. And by the end of the book, like it doesn't make, it doesn't mean anything to them anymore. And I feel like that is a big part of this book too, is like fundamentally these two people are still exactly the same, but they have matured in a way that you didn't expect yeah. through the book. Um, my favorite quote of this book is, I do see you. I see all of you and I love what I see. And Dean says that to Abby in a moment when she is just feeling really broken. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we all want to be seen mm-hmm. and we want everybody to see all of us and mm-hmm. still love us. There are some really poignant quotes from Dean off and on throughout this entire story. And I think that's the big thing because he finally like saw like- He has an awakening. This... He has mm-hmm. an awakening. Yeah. In a <laughs> such a good way though. Such a good way. I love these two together. I know. Okay. So let's do our thing. Um, Leah, did you like this book? I adore this book and the way in which these characters are given the perfect AGA. I love this book. I've been talking about it since April. I know everybody is tired of me recommending it. 
True. <laughs> um, but it speaks to a book that eight months, no, six months later, we are still talking about it in right. full force. I mean, I didn't read as many books as you did this year, but I'm at like 426 at the airing of this episode. And this book and these characters are still with me enough that mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily needed to reread it because no. I still remembered all the stuff I wanted to talk about. I did not end up rereading it because I went down a, I went down a shifter rabbit hole. This we will not talk about we, that. We'll talk about that. But yeah, so, but that's the thing, like it stuck in my mind so well that I didn't have to reread it for any of yeah. like the little, little moments. Yeah. The nuances and stuff. Okay. Leah, who would typically like this book? Okay. If you're a fan of a friend series, but they're not overwhelmed by the friends in the series, this is a perfect no. book for you. A sibling's best friend, because you get it from both sides, because it is the brother and the sister's best friend. And I just, I like that. I really like when those ones happen. <laughs> um, it's also great for small town romances. Mm-hmm. And if you are into a more character driven story versus yes. a plot, this is an excellent example of that. Um, Leah, would you recommend this book? I mean, that's kind of a, a rhetorical question at this point. It kind of is. Book. It kind of so, is. Do yes. I have to answer that? But no. yes, yes, I would. <laughs> I talked about it. We recommended it on our best of 2021 episode. Right. We put it on a worksheet. <laughs> if you have a book that you would like us to review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will put it in our queue for potential episodes. Um, this was fun, Leah. It was fun. I can't believe the year's like almost gone. I know, that right? So it's like, this is our second to last episode for 2021. One more quick shot for 2021 and then it's on to- On to the next. Big things in 2022. No, I'm scared and excited. (laughs) Anyway, um, thank you everyone for listening. Until next time. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.